blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. If you see something, say something. I was trying to come up with like an airport. <laughs> I had no, no idea, idea where you were going with that. I was just like, oh, she's trying something new. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, Amy. How are you? I am doing all right, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing okay. It just kind of hit me recently that it hit me yesterday that you will be living in in my town in what less than two weeks Lit- yeah li- literally one week next oh. saturday we're recording this friday so <laughs> the following saturday <laughs> i will be driving my saturn on up to <laughs> north carolina <laughs> oh my god this is gonna make my pandemic so much harder <laughs> Everyone's been like, oh, it's so hard the, to quarantine. And I'm just like, I have no friends here. I moved here and like a few months later, the, I mean, almost a little less than a year later, the uh, pandemic hit. So yep. I have not been like missing out on anything. Well, I've, and I've got the vaccine. I have, I've had both doses of it. So I'm just oh. like, get out out of here, girl. <laughs> <Over>. <laughs> We're going to sneeze into the sky. <laughs> Can't wait. Open mouthed. Open mouthed. <laughs> no, uh, no, we'll be, we'll be careful. But yeah. Yeah, I don't have my vaccine. <laughs> I know. You need to get it. It's crazy. It's bullshit. Come on, people. Come Let's on. Get- Let's get it going, y'all. Let's I went do to Publix it. today, and they, they've they got the vaccine, and people, I was like, why the shit is Publix so busy? Ugh. And then I realized it was for the vaccine. I'm like, oh, all right. That's fine. Yeah. So. Publix is a grocery store in Florida, but it's like, it basically rules Florida. Yes. Publix. Everybody goes there. We all love mm-hmm. it. There's really no other grocery store except for Winn-Dixie. And <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> More like Winn-Dick me. Am I right? Yeah, more like suck dicks me. <laughs> more like lose Dixie. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Anywho. Yes, I'm very excited about the move. I've got, oh, just so much to do. But yeah. it's almost going to, what's going to happen? And I've been saying this, like, I'm so obscenely busy right now, like with moving, training my replacement. Uh, having to come home and do even more work, just everything that subletting your apartment, subleasing, fighting with one of the tenants that lives here that's just literally dumping trash all over the a pipe burst the other day in your oh it's just so much and I know that like and I'm like there's just too much going on and I know the minute I get up there and like everybody you know my dad leaves and you guys go to work and I have that whole week before I start my new job I'm just gonna be like sitting alone on my mattress on the floor in my apartment just like oh god (laughs) (laughs) what have I done (laughs) oh just facetiming everyone back in Gainesville like hey what are you doing hanging out cool <laughs> just leaving the phone on not saying anything just just listening to like their silence 
I, exactly. Just maybe some light crying, you know? <laughs> no. <Hey. laughs> He'll be unpacking and decorating and I'll be sleeping over. And Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait, too. <laughs> I hope you like it. <laughs> yeah, well, you better hope that I like it or I'm leaving. <laughs> well. Well. Today we're talking about season four, episode seven. Seven. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Hank. Oh, Hank. And I'm so excited because this is going to be a nice, like, cathartic rage episode, I feel like, to just mm. talk about how terrible the airport is. And, and maybe mm -hmm. it'll make us all feel a little bit better that we can't travel places just yet. Right. So I am excited about that. <laughs> I know. Last episode when we were we were finishing up and, man, you're, you instantly were like, and I hate spirit <laughs> oh i can't wait i hate it so much in the last episode jack i don't know if you guys heard it but jackie mentioned to me about a video of this man who just laid down on the floor That's and right. she sent it to me and it was fucking hilarious we'll have to we'll include it in the instagram post somehow oh, for yeah. this episode well, you gotta you gotta check it out so go look at our instagram ho oh, yeah pod and you can see that poor poor soul <laughs> It made me feel so much better seeing him just laying face down on the floor. <laughs> That's awesome. But as terrible as the airport and flying is, mm -hmm. and it is terrible. It is. It will be nice to eventually be able to travel someday. And I mean, I hope you don't mind if I jump right into shout outs. Of course not. But I have a semi shout out, a halfy, oh. and... It goes to a listener. I don't have their name on hand because you sent me a screenshot mm -hmm. and their name's not on there. But a listener messaged us and, right? Yeah, on Instagram. Yes, okay. They messaged us and said that they uh, we inspired them to book a trip to New Orleans uh, after yeah. hearing our, quote, beautiful imagery of Louisiana. I know. I I loved that. I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. I know. Let me see if I can find their name. But shout out to you. I hope you have a, I hope you, you will have a wonderful time. But I just, that made me really excited to, to hear that we inspired someone and to hear that they're taking a trip somewhere. Maybe they, know. they've never been. How, I know. How exciting. It's Alexandra underscore McKen. Awesome. Well, keep us posted on your trip. I'm not sure when you're going, but let us know what you thought. Yes, please do. <laughs> All right, and I got one from iTunes, and it is from Violet Blue, B-L-E-U, very fancy, 777, and the subject says, butt pipe. This mm. podcast won't plug it. <laughs> I also have one more shout out and this one is from an email that we got um it is from dave p and it says menstruation meditation <laughs> beautiful <laughs> so real so they sent us a really thoughtful lovely email about the aisle 8a podcast episode 
it, it is a little bit on the longer side, so I'm just going to kind of paraphrase some things. But they start off by saying, you know, I've been listening for a while now. Uh, obviously, I love the show and the deeper dive into each episode of my all-time favorite animated show. I do find listening to you to be like listening to close friends as I drive home and unwind from my day. I even find myself sometimes sitting in my garage listening and waiting to find a good stopping point before I turn the truck off and head inside. Uh, that's how I listen to podcasts, too. That's great. It's a good, like, little decompression before you get inside. Mm-hmm. And then they got kind of go into the episode aisle 8A, and he's they say... Um, during the period stories version, which as a 40-year-old man who is the only child of a single mother with a wife and five-year-old daughter, I was listening with interest about the experience of menstruation that they do slash did slash will go through. I found one story laugh out loud funny. The long and short of it was the poor girl thought her period was anal leakage during ballet practice. <laughs> a- Amy, after hearing the story comments, is that a haiku? Now I'm throwing my head back and laughing. Maybe the original was, maybe it wasn't, but I had to write one. (laughs) And this is their haiku. At ballet practice, anal leakage, I thought, no, my period arrives. (laughs) (laughs) Say, can you say that again? Yes, of course. At ballet practice, anal leakage, I thought, no, no, my period arrives. My period arrives. Beautiful. Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Dave, for that incredibly insightful and beautiful email. There's a whole lot more besides just the haiku that's really nice and really thoughtful, but oh. I just wanted to highlight this email because it's clear you really, really put a lot of thought into it and it's it really made my day to read it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, a gentleman in their 40s listens to us. That's very cool. Hell yeah. We're in, we're in our mid-30s almost. So. I know. Isn't it wild? <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 40s is like, that's going to be cool. Primo. Yeah. 50s stuff. will be hard. Yes. Yeah. Well, who sent that? Dave P. Thank you, Dave P. Dave Precious. Oh, you know it. <laughs> and well i don't have any more shout outs so all right should we get into patreon yeah let's do it i think we have some <laughs> let's see here actually i do not think we have any new ones oh we don't okay. well i would like to just give a little extra shout out to the patreons we do have oh, currently yes. uh who joined us for the watch party Mm-hmm. Which was so much fun. Always. Wonderful. And um, somebody had their cat there. Oh, we saw Laura's girls. We saw children. It was yep. great. We yeah. I spent like a solid 30 minutes just waving. I know. I And I, I couldn't see Laura's webcam for some reason. And I was like, what is Jackie waving at? And then I started to think, I was like, is somebody sending her a message privately? Like, <laughs> is somebody like trying to... <laughs> trying to mac on jackie and she's just like hi i see your message hi. I- <laughs> yes, thank you hey, thank you yes thank you so much for saying i'm real hot Preach. you know what's <laughs> what's weird uh for the watch party i've never thought this before but i had a a moment where i was just like what if amy's getting all of these messages privately just saying that she's everyone's favorite or something i had like, a <laughs> mo- I was like they could be doing that 
It's Who just so not start that again? <laughs> I well, I don't blame them if you are. But oh, stop! Oh my god! I um, no, I accidentally. I've sent private messages accidentally, but it was like some weird comment on the episode that we were watching. I was like, oh shit, sorry. That was meant for everyone. Oh, I there was one uh, watch party in particular where I kept private messaging one person. <laughs> <laughs> It just kept going back to them. <laughs> and at one point, they were just like, I'm the only one who can read this. <laughs> uh, so I've done I bet it they felt, I bet they felt good. And then they were just like, okay, this is sad. She can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's something like Peggy, blah, 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 right? And they're just like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> You're like, man, I thought that joke would have killed with everyone. I guess yeah. not. <laughs> Everyone's Only one person. <laughs> uh, but that's about all I have to say about that. Well, then let's get into the episode, shall we? Why not? Hey. 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 Why the heck not? What else are we doing? Nothing. Ain't Nothing. shit. Just twiddling our butts. Oh, I will say, <laughs> speaking of butts, I have a bidet now. <gasps> really? I thought yes. that. Okay, but I, so I said that I was afraid, like, <laughs> I thought we agreed you wouldn't get a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that's what that's starting to sound like. <laughs> okay. But I thought, I remember talking to you and I said, but what if like you accidentally poop all over it and then it, you, you like go to clean your butthole and it just splashes poop back at your butthole? Well, I have not experienced that yet, but. That's good. Um, it The way it's set up, it it's pretty tucked away. Uh, okay. But I, I suppose you could. Right. And that could be an issue. I, I haven't come across that yet. I'm still learning how to use it. Uh, Will bought it. I don't know. Apparently, he had been just doing a bunch of research and decided to get one. And he was like, I'm getting a bidet. And it came the next day. So I was just as surprised as you are. Um, <laughs> but uh, it cleans the back and the front. Ooh. Which is, in, but it does shoot out cold water, so I scream every time it does it. But mm. I do feel very clean afterwards. I can't, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm comfortable going completely sans toilet paper. I feel right. like that's like a good helper. Right, right, um, right, right. But I have noticed a difference in wow my butthole. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and turn around. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe new apartment, a new way to clean my butthole. Hey. Hey, why not? 2021. Yeah. Let's have clean bees. Clean, sopping wet bees. <laughs> Let's all agree. Everyone listening. Yeah. We're all going to make this pact. I want to, I want everybody to get on it because I thought, again, I thought we agreed <laughs> you weren't going to get one, but apparently you did. So now I have to as well. <laughs> I, I just want to emphasize that it, it was a surprise to me. I didn't know. And I didn't use it for 
a week. All right. Well, I'll let this go. Okay. But, <laughs> and I did like <laughs> try and test it out and it did squirt me in my boobs. So. <laughs> hey hello so it's been a bumpy ride but what an eager beaver now i'm sitting pretty (laughs) wink (laughs) anyway now we can get into the episode we can get into the episode speaking of butts speaking of butts um so happy hanks giving just do me a solid and hit like the like talk into it and hit the mute. I just want to make sure before we even get it blasting. Talk into it and then hit the mute. Yeah, like so, like da 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 da, like that test you were doing. Ah, uh, uh, perfect. Okay. All right. Well, no, now I'm nervous. So let me try. Ah, uh, uh, okay, great. Very good. Yay. Okay. And can you hear Butley? I sure can. All right. I'm sorry, everyone. Just ignore that. He's he's. He's our soundtrack now. He's like our backing. He's going to be like our laugh track. Our laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> Don't validate it with by giving it attention. Just ignore it. Okay. Yes. Air date. November 21st, 1999. Thanksgiving approaches. We see the guys, Hank, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer standing in the alleyway. And you can tell that it's a holiday episode because they're wearing different clothes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. It's always a special episode and a special time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they're wearing stuff that maybe is a little bit more wintry. I don't know how cold it gets in Arlen, Texas, but uh, they're wearing longer sleeves. Hank has a jacket on. Bill's wearing some kind of, I don't know, over flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're standing out there drinking beer, and Hank is smoking a turkey in a mm-hmm. turkey smoker powered by <laughs> propane. Mm-hmm. And Bill is watching this, and he is licking his lips, and he's just like, you know, can I come over for Thanksgiving? I'd love to eat some of your turkey, and I'm very lonely. And Hank says, sorry, we actually aren't going to be home for Thanksgiving. We're going to Billings, Montana to mm-hmm. see Peggy's mother. And things are a little bit tense between the two of them. And that tension is uh, spilling over onto propane. And Peggy's mother is starting to talk shit about propane. So I am going to smoke this turkey and bring it with me because get this. She wants to go out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. <laughs> How? Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's obviously crazy. She's insane. I'm going to smoke this turkey and two birds, one stone. I'm going to prove her wrong about propane. And I'm going to have my Thanksgiving turkey to boot. Mm-hmm. So no, Bill, you can't come over for Thanksgiving. God, it's is it super loud? It's it's. I bet you you can barely even hear it on the actual audio. Like I can hear it, but if you can hear it, take a take a shot every time you hear a meow. Let's turn it into a <laughs> fun game. Okay. Oh my God, you're already all gonna be hammered. Yep. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> There's another two. <laughs> uh, so. Now we know what, uh, oh, oh my God. 
Okay. So Bill can't go to their house for Thanksgiving. But during this conversation, uh, Boomhauer also says something mostly unintelligible, but we can kind of gather that he's maybe decided that he's going to go visit his mother in Florida for Thanksgiving. So the next day, we see Hank, Peggy, and Bobby getting ready to leave for the airport. They're packing up the car. No. No, they are loading the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Luann comes out and she's like, I'm excited to go too. I'm going to get to see my dad. I haven't seen him. He, he has a one-day pass off of his oil rig, so I'm going with you. This trip means so much to me. I'll finally get to see my father after years. And Hank's like, okay, great. Well, give me your ticket and I'll put it with our tickets. That way we have them all together. And then Peggy pulls him aside and she says, Hank, you were supposed to buy Luann a ticket. And he was like, what? Why? And she was like, I told you to buy a ticket for the whole family. And he said, I did. I bought a ticket for everyone in the Hill family. That's you. That's Bobby. That's me. That's not Luann. Um, Yeah, this is a dumb Hank moment. It's shitty. Like, come on, Hank. Yeah. The least he could do is be like, all right, I'll buy one for our family. Do you want me to get one? Does Luann need one too or something? Well, and also- Even if he doesn't feel like she's a member of the family. Okay, okay, yes. And also, this is her family. That's her father. That's- Yeah. That's- that's her dad that's going to be at the Thanksgiving dinner and her, and her biological grandmother and her grandmother like come on what do you mean she's not family you're le- you're less of a family to them than she is at this point so get her the fucking ticket yeah this is a classic dumb hank episode where he just uh, yes. isn't getting it and he's also being very hanky in this episode too very hanky this is a classic hanky episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peggy's like, this is unacceptable. Luann has to come. It's like Amy was saying, it's her blood family. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to buy her a ticket at the airport. And Hank's like, oh, man. <laughs> Nuts. Oh, dang it. Um, Bill, being extra lonely this time of year, ends up offering to drive them to the airport himself because he just can't stand to be alone. Um, he makes up a a story that he has to go to the airport anyway to pick up his uncle who just happens to be arriving at the same time they need to be dropped off, which just makes it even more sad because it's so transparent. It's like such an obvious lie. I know. But they take him up on it. They, uh, he drives them to the Dallas airport, Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, Mm. I wrote here. At the Dallas airport, Hank has about 50 extra sticks up his butt. And I think that's just him being extra hanky. Um, He is. Because when you go to the airport, there are book smarts, there are street smarts, and then there are airport street smarts. Mm. And not everyone has them. But if you want to survive, you need to have them. Uh, especially if you're flying around the holidays. That's Hank right. does not Hank does not have these skills. He thinks following I mean, the you, rules will help him, but the rules don't apply at the airport. They don't, and you have to be ruthless. Mhm. And cunning. And cunning and, you know, ready to do whatever it takes. God help you if you have a suitcase to check. 
God help you. <laughs> I wear like 50 fanny packs. Exactly. <laughs> like 10 layers. Yeah. 18 pairs of socks on my feet. <laughs> They're not going to get me. <laughs> and my mom and my grandma when she was alive they both used to give me such crap for not dressing up to fly like they did Ugh. in the 60s and I try to tell them every time I'm like you don't understand it's not like that anymore there's nothing classy about it well and and also like it is the most uncomfortable physical experience in the world to be on an airplane waiting in an airport I mean you're, it's like a test of endurance. The like, seats are so small now. They're yeah. so, as a fat person, yeah, they're small. Oh my god, it's like torture. And okay, we're already we're already getting into the airplane Sorry. Hate talk. I guess we and should. As, get- a, as a tall person, I mean, say goodbye yes. to your knees. Say goodbye. They're gone. It's crazy. It's not. I I can't imagine what flying used to be like. Maybe extra dangerous, but so fancy. <laughs> so luxurious so luxurious <laughs> somebody was playing a piano and everyone i guess just had like couches for their seats no seat belts smoke smoking smoking Oof. there was like a double there was like two stories to it the top was like the sick ass bar like hell yeah let's go do that again yes everyone was hammered even the pilot <laughs> they still are <laughs> yes everyone got like two hot meals and they hated it they're like this is crap but now we're just like oh i would kill I'm paying $20 for a hard-boiled egg and a slice of cheese. <laughs> and I think I'm lucky. I know. And so is everybody else. And in about 20 minutes, they're all going to be <laughs> farting into their seats. Everyone. People are going to well, be if running you're, back this is and where, forth to the bathroom. <laughs> this is where your airport street smarts come in. Because you know that once you're on that flight, you better have eaten your cheese, drank your three glasses of wine, taken one Tylenol PM and passed out within the first 20 minutes. That way you don't have to exist in that fart nightmare. <laughs> you just have to know. It's not something you can just learn. You just have to like have this the knowledge. The uh, yeah. It has to be innate. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the second they get to the airport, Hank, Hank doesn't have any of these skills. So they pull up to the airport. They get out. They go to the check-in desk where you check in and uh, check your bags. And the guy's going through his whole spiel. And he's just like, you know, you packed your own bags? Yes. You know, do you have anything hazardous? No. Uh, you know, have your bags been within your sight this entire time? And then Hank's just, instead of just saying yes and, like, moving on, he's just like, well, there was, like, maybe a minute where my bags weren't in my direct line of sight when we were getting out of the car I don't know and the guy's just like yeah but it was only a minute right and Hank's like well it was probably more than a minute actually and Peggy's like for god's sake Hank just tell him that you that they were in your sight and Hank being so hanky is just like I can't this man is a federal employee I can't lie to him that would be perjury Peggy dead he would be dead if this was the wild immediately dead (laughs) um so (laughs) every they have to go through his bags and it's just like a whole thing holds up everyone holds up the line it's such a hassle and then hank also has a propane tank with him hello 
a pre 9-11 world uh-huh. he has a propane tank with him they would have tackled him and arrested him immediately um, I, know, I know he's like oh by the way i have this propane tank i need to check but don't you worry this has been in my line of sight because i love propane i can't take my eyes off of it mm-hmm. and we cut to him having to put it into a locker because apparently he can't take that on the plane right (laughs) in any capacity you cannot have a propane tank on a giant metal firebomb i would be (laughs) terrified i mean you see what happens to your bottle of water when you go up into the air it like crunches up when like the pressure changes yeah what is happening to that propane i would be terrified what is he thinking he's such an expert on propane what is he thinking (sighs) anyway (laughs) <laughs> uh so that's like a whole other hassle and then on top of that he needs to buy a ticket for Luann so he goes up there in his hanky little with his hanky little walk and his <laughs> hanky little mindset and he's just like I need a ticket one ticket for our flight that leaves in like 20 minutes and the person at the gate is just like all right that's gonna be 719 dollars and Hank's like what I only paid 250 <laughs> what and the person is like sir you're buying this the day of it's yeah that's like common knowledge it'll be more expensive um so hank has to shell out this money but he's he thinks it's unfair he's not happy about it that baby (laughs) meanwhile we see the gribbles outside of the airport uh dale Nancy and Joseph have all gone together to take John Redcorn to the airport because he's visiting family in Arizona. And they drop John Redcorn off in the front of the airport uh, for departures. He gets out and he starts to walk inside and he kind of looks over his shoulder and then Nancy's like to Dale, um, maybe I should go see John Redcorn off. I'll be back in like one second. (laughs) <laughs> and she just disappears into the airport with John Redcorn. And Dale is like, no problem. We'll, Joseph and I will just like go uh, wait in the parking lot. Crazy. We cut back to Hank and Peggy and Bobby. And they're near the gate or they're at their gate. And they happen to see Con and Min and Connie who are also at the airport. And they're catching a flight around the same time. And Boomhauer is at the airport also, going to fly to Florida to see his mom. It's The airport is super crowded. Of course, it's Thanksgiving. It's the worst time of year to fly. It's a nightmare. Uh, people are just roaming around l- looking lost and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make matters worse, the weather has taken a turn. And now many of the flights at the airport are starting to get delayed, including Hank's. This just won't stand for Hank, and in a, his very hanky way, he marches right up to the ticket gate, and he says something like, Sir, if there's anything I can do to help this flight leave sooner, I would like to offer my services. And, uh, I mean, my god. How, how is he still alive? Uh, the guy's like sir you can fuck off please like i don't need you in my face right now i will let you know when you can like stand up again um so hank angrily like just marches back to his family tensions are you know rising oh yeah 
people are starting to get real uppity. Peggy overhears a rumor from a nearby passenger that there's that the flight is maybe not going to be able to leave. But if you take your ticket to TWA, which used to be an airline for those that mm-hmm. uh, were born after 9-11, if you take your ticket to TWA, they will honor your ticket or something and you could catch a flight with them. Peggy hears this and she tells <clears throat> Hank and he's just like, Peggy, that's third hand gossip. We're not going to we're going to wait here and they'll let us know when we can like get on the plane, you know. I, I, kind I of, trust kind that it'll of, all work out. Kind of sound advice, though. Kind of sound advice, but I I might go check it out. Oh, I would go check it out. Yeah, I would go check it out. Yeah. Um, Hank refuses to check it out. <laughs> so uh, Peggy creates a diversion where she alerts Bobby that there might be cookies somewhere. And so he takes off. And she turns to Hank and she's like, oh, Hank, look, Bobby got away. We need to run and get him. And they go and get him. And once they snatch him up, then Peggy's like, oh, there was an announcement uh, saying that, you know, we can go to TWA and switch our tickets there. And um, Hank's like, oh, okay." And so they go to do it and they uh, head to the TWA terminal to switch out their tickets. We cut to Dale, who at this point is just roaming around the airport. God knows where Nancy is. Uh, she's still, I guess, seeing John Redcorn off. In that time, uh, Dale has had time to park the car, go into the airport, wander around, and at some point lose Joseph because Joseph isn't around. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, and completely neglect to take care of his son. <laughs> we don't know what happens to Joseph. I feel like he's um, still parked in the, he's in the car, just like, uh, waiting, waiting for Dale to come back. Oh, well, oh, I just re- remembered at one point, Dale does give him a bag of fake coins or slugs. And he's like, take these to the arcade and uh, have oh, a good time. Oh, damn. Good memory. Thank you. While Joseph goes to the arcade, Dale sneaks into an admiral's lounge and he grabs some snacks and lights up a cigarette. Thank God he has been looking for a place to smoke. But a staff member lets him know, Admiral, you can't smoke in here. And he's just like, well, guess what? I'm not an admiral, so how dumb do you look? And he grabs some snacks and he leaves. So now he's looking for a new place to smoke. He tried... There's an SUV on display, like like you would see at a mall. And he gets into the SUV and pushes the little lighter button and tries to smoke in the SUV, but a security guard is like, sir, you can't get out of here. You can't sit in this car and you certainly can't smoke in it. <laughs> so Dale's like, oh man, and he gets out of the van or the SUV and leaves. But then we see two little heads pop up in the back of the SUV and it's John Redcorn and Nancy and they're doing it. I would like to know where they haven't fucked because I feel like they w- any chance that they can bang, they don't really care where it is. I mean, they'll they'll figure it out. I know, well- isn't first of all isn't he going to be late for his flight and second of all why didn't nancy just drive him i right <laughs> it was like a whole family trip yeah <laughs> um so that was a close call uh-huh. <laughs> no kidding so dale gets uh kicked out of the suv and he 
is still trying to find a place to smoke. He finds a door to the outside and he just like pops out outside of the door real quick, lights up a cigarette and oh, thank God Mm. he's able to fix that craving. But he turns and looks at the door and it's a one it's one of those one way doors and it says no reentry. And (laughs) he can't get back in. He's trapped outside on the tarmac where all the planes are. In the freezing cold. In the freezing cold. The freezing Dallas weather. Who knew? (laughs) We cut back to Peggy and Hank, and it turns out that Peggy overheard some bad information, and uh, there are no... TWA doesn't have any flights going to Montana. So they go back to their original gate, only to learn that their original flight has officially been canceled until the next day, along with pretty much every other flight at the airport. They try to catch a bus to a nearby hotel where a block of rooms have been set aside for stranded travelers. Bill happens to arrive at the airport. He overheard on the radio that a lot of the flights were being delayed or canceled due to weather. So just on a hope and a whim, he went back (laughs) to the airport and was there just in case they needed to be picked up. So he meets up with them. And he is going to drive them to the hotel. But then, like a doofus, he crashes into the back of a truck. So now they have to walk to the hotel. And they get there, and by that point, there's no vacancy. Oh, my God. <laughs> all the flights in the airport have been canceled. So, of course, like all the blo- like all the rooms in this hotel block would be filled up. Uh, so they take a cab back to the airport, and they end up sleeping in the terminal overnight. On those terrible but, chairs. I know, and they don't even sleep. They just are awake the entire time. Because how can you sleep? I can tell you from experience that you can't. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. You can't. <laughs> <sighs> the next day, after an awful night at the airport, finally they get on a plane going to Montana. They're in line, loading onto the plane. Hank is about to go through the little doors that's on that runway tunnel that goes to the plane. And they're like, sir, you can't take that box. It It's not going to fit. You know, it doesn't fit in the overhead. It's not the right dimensions. And it's his turkey that he smoked. It's packed away in this box. And he's like, you know, it's the right amount of space. It's just shaped differently than your standard. I don't know, whatever. He can't take it on the plane. He has to check it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's not it's not going to fit. He has to check it. Uh he's not happy about it, but he has to check it. Um so everyone gets onto the plane. They're sitting there. Hank's looking lucky him. He has a window seat and he's looking out and he's watching the crew load the luggage onto the plane and he spots his little box with his little smoked turkey and he's just like admiring it and he's like I know there's a delicious turkey in that box and soon I'll be eating you soon you'll be inside of me I can't wait Uh, (laughs) but security is there with security dogs and the dogs start barking at it because there's a delicious turkey in there and they smell it Mm -hmm. but of course the crew doesn't know that all they see are these bomb drug sniffing dogs barking at this box so they think there's probably a bomb in there so the bomb squad comes and <laughs> this further delays the flight, of course, but then 
Hank is watching all of this unfold, he just doesn't understand. There's dogs barking at his box. Then everyone clears. Then the box is just by itself. And he's like, oh, I hope they don't forget my turkey. And then a man in like a spacesuit walks up to the box <laughs> very carefully. And he puts something on it. And he kind of backs away. And he goes behind like a lead, a little lead shield. And then he just detonates the turkey. <laughs> and turkey parts go everywhere and they splatter the plane and the surrounding area and hank vomits all over himself (laughs) he's so horrified he's just so overcome he's just like oh and it smells awful i bet everyone on the plane is sickened and i'm sure a few other people throw up just smelling it and I'm sure they are absolutely furious. I would kill that guy if he was the one, if, if if he tried to bring a fucking turkey on the plane, got the bomb squad called in, and then our flight canceled because of that, and he threw up, I oh. would murder him. <laughs> That's so true. I would end up being like, get out of my way, because I'm going to beat him mercilessly. Step Step aside. People would be talking open shit about him. They'd be like, oh my God, that threw fucking up. You smell idiot. that? You know who I would threw be, up, right? You know who I'd threw be up. very loud. The guy with the turkey that we just had to blow up. No. That fucking that guy fuck. in his glasses. And he just <laughs> threw up on top of everything else he's done to us? That fuck. <laughs> That's exactly what would be happening. I would be so furious. Can you, the nerve of that guy. And now we have to get off the plane. And now, guess what? Now we have to get off the plane. This was all for nothing. We have to smell his vomit for nothing. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's exactly what happens. Uh, the bomb. By the time the bomb squad finishes up, the rain has started again. The weather's no good, and now the plane can't take off. And so everyone has to get off the plane again. And Hank tries demanding that they give him a flight and like, no, of course, you're nobody. You're going to die in this airport. (laughs) And you also made us all think that you brought a bomb on the plane. So please sit the fuck down. Take several seats and get out of my face. Yeah. And now the plane is going to smell like vomit for a week. Oh, be scraping turkey giblets off of the damn plane. Yeah. We're going to be fighting off geese everywhere we go. He's just like attracted to turkey meat. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this cannibalistic geese. We're gonna be fighting off air raccoons everywhere Fox. we go. <laughs> raccoons. They're a real problem in this area. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I didn't realize. Yes, yeah, of course, other birds eat other birds. Duh. I don't know. <laughs> they do. They like hawks. Those things are mean. Yeah. All right. Buzzards. Sorry. Yeah. 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 They'll eat anything. As long as it's dead. (laughs) So Hank, you know, pitches a fit, has a little temper tantrum, but there are no flights leaving. The airport is completely shut down. There's nothing that he can do except the person or whoever he's talking to at the gate lets him know that there is nothing flying out of Dallas-Fort Worth, but there is a flight leaving for Montana in one hour over at Love Field, which I guess is another airport. 
It must be. And, huh? I just said it must be. It must be. <laughs> it has to be. What else could it possibly be? <laughs> it's either an airport or it's another uh, John Travolta home. <laughs> or it's just a trap. Either way, there are planes flying out of there. Hank's like, Love Field, that's like all the way across town. I'll never make it. And the person is just like, well, there's a bus leaving uh, for that airport in five minutes. So you better get your butt on that bus. So Hank and Peggy and Bobby start running. Oh, we've all run in airports. The worst feeling in the world. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Awful. The most helpless people all around you. And you just think like, can somebody please help me? Nobody can help you. No, and they're all watching you. Yeah, and nobody wants to help you because they have to help themselves. And they're all thinking, you poor fucking idiot. Yeah, you should have gotten here earlier. Yeah, well, good luck. I always think that until I'm the one that's late. (laughs) I should have gotten here earlier. (laughs) (laughs) They run. They get to the bus. It's packed. But there's just enough room for four people Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Luann. So they squeeze onto the bus. They've made it. They've made it. They're going to go to the other airport. They're going to get on that flight. And they'll make it to Thanksgiving. But then, Hank has maybe his hankiest moment yet. He looks out of the window of the bus and he sees a family of four. Like a mom, a dad, and two kids standing there in the rain looking sad. Sad for Uh, them. That is sad uh, for them. That's none of my business. And that's none of my so business. Sorry, sorry so for sorry. Them. You're you're so slow at running. Yeah. Uh oh. It sucks for everyone. It's not just <laughs> you guys. <laughs> but for whatever reason, Hank sees them and he thinks, "No, we should let them get on the bus." I was like, I I even wrote in the notes. I was just like, "Why the fuck did Hank like th- this?" Is a regular. It's not like it looked like somebody who was like. I don't know. I don't know who could really have used this. It's not like he was like giving up money. It was a it's a fucking plane ride. Like they, so sorry. If they just put <laughs> I sound like some such an asshole. No. That's how you survive. I literally I, wrote in my notes I just wrote why on earth with a million question marks. I, exactly. No but, way. I would have been like <laughs> sorry. Maybe if maybe if he met the dad in the bathroom at some point and overheard him saying like oh we have to get home for grandma surgery or something i don't know right but you if you did that for everyone that looked sad at the airport you would never fly anywhere (laughs) anywhere (laughs) you have to block those people out and just focus on where you need to go exactly a hundred years they'll be dead nothing matters it doesn't matter it doesn't matter all right, so Hank sees this family and decides for everyone, sorry, Luann, you're not going to see your dad. Peggy, you're not going to see your mom. Oh, I didn't even think about that, that yeah. aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Although I did think, like, how dare he make that decision for them? But, yeah. oh, my God, that adds just, like, a whole other layer to it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Luann. Uh, so he gives up all of their spot on the bus for to let this family on. And uh, they go back into the airport and they go to the food court. Everything's closed. They're the only people there. 
Peggy calls her mom and lets them know that they're not going to make it for Thanksgiving. They're all sitting around a table and they look really, really sad. Did I mention nothing's open? Like nothing in the food court is open. There's no food or anything. Nothing's open. (laughs) They're sitting there and soon discover that Boomhauer is also there, the Supernusen phones, and John Redcorn, because everyone everyone's flight was canceled. So mm-hmm. they show up. For some reason, Dale, Nancy, and Joseph are still at the airport too. I mean, it's the next day. They're still there. Apparently, Dale was trapped outside in the freezing cold all night. <laughs> all night. Uh, Nancy presumably was with John Redcorn fucking this entire time. I don't know where the hell Joseph has been, but he shows up too. So everyone is there and they're all sitting around sad. And then Hank gives some speech about, you know, like, well, our plans are being canceled, but at least we're all still together. And, you know, I have a stick of gum, so I'll I'll share that with everyone. And then everyone else is like, oh, well, I have like a can of yams and I have like a bag of like a whole bag of peanuts because I tried to bang some flight attendants and oh I have like a sugar packet or whatever somebody has a pizza so they kind of MacGyver together this little makeshift Thanksgiving dinner and it's not the Thanksgiving they planned for but it's the Thanksgiving they have and they're able to make it a little bit special it's the Thanksgiving they deserve for being so bad at being in an airport. I know. If it was just <laughs> Peggy, she would have been in Montana already. Absolutely. So that's pretty much the episode. Wow. Good job. Yay. Oh, thank you. Yay. So Amy, give it to me. <laughs> um. I just, I mean, we talked about some of the things, most of the things that I wrote down, like just so furious that Hank gave up their spot on the bus. That made me Mm -hmm. so mad. Um, I will say, though, a smoked or deep fried turkey is, oh, mamacita, so damn good. They're so good. Uh, So I would like to try Hank's smoked turkey. (laughs) I bet it's good. I bet it's delicious. Um. I really love the classic dad move of Hank making sure that they arrive 18 hours before the flight. Oh my, my dad God. did that exact same thing to us when we were flying to Ireland. Our flight was at 8.30 p.m. And we left to go to the airport at 10 a.m. We, <gasps> no! got, we, got, we got there so... And there was nothing I could say to be like, Dad, you know we don't have to go that earlier. He's, you know, his dad anxiety of making sure we get there on time... And then we got there so early, the check-in counter wasn't even open. No. <laughs> we, we had to wait for, like, two hours, and then our flight was delayed until, like, midnight. <laughs> I've definitely had that experience with my very own dad where we get there so early. He's like, did you check in? And I'm like, no, it's not open yet. <laughs> yeah, no, of course I didn't. <laughs> I just classic why is it every single one everyone is like that oh i um, i I like that quote by him he's just they're loading in their stuff into the car and hank's like come on bobby it's almost 10 a.m with the dallas traffic we won't get to the airport until noon and the flight leaves at four with or without us (laughs) well there goes my only trivia question (laughs) 
Oh, I, I knew it, but you know. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> I know I, I do love that. I love that moment. It always makes me think of my dad. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, come on. Um, when Bobby is forced, how dare they, to eat a salad, a terrible, disgusting salad. <laughs> Peggy's like, he needs protein or he'll die. <laughs> like, rip off one of those turkeys' legs and. Uh, she says something like, Thanksgiving will go on with a one-legged turkey. And Hank just says, one-legged turkey? I'm not even going to dignify that with a response other than shame on you. Oh, <laughs> so hanky. I know, so ridiculous. I love in the, um, when they're they're about to get on the plane finally after it's been delayed, they the overhead comes on and says, uh, Something something along the lines like, so we're really sorry for the delay, like the overnight delay, but we're going to go ahead and comp you a headset. <laughs> like like headphones. Those I shitty that. Yeah, those shitty, terrible headphones. Like, don't worry, we'll give you a free pair of headphones. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Um Okay. And the next the next morning when um the next morning when they are back, they're at the airport, Khan comes in and he's like, ha ha, Hank, I uh, got the best night of sleep because I used my points to get a suite and it was lovely and I'm so refreshed. And Hank's just like, well, I was too excited to sleep. I tell you what, I'm going to visit my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear her? Oh, there we go. You silly goose, you're so annoying. Get out of here. Alright. I love Peggy's line when they're about to get on that bus. Hank, they are jammed butt to gut in there. (laughs) 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 That's how, oh my god. I went to the Women's March in D.C. And we, just getting a train back to the hotel was absolute chaos. And it was literally but to gut like i was facing straight forward looking deep into a man's eyes just our entire body touching and i'm just like i'm sorry but we had to get on this train it was like that when i (laughs) when i lived in boston too if i was getting on the train at rush hour i was always running late of course and so i was like if I don't get on, I have to get on this train or I'm going to be late for my class. And sometimes the only space would be on the first step going up onto the train. And I would have to oh. like hunch over and be bent over on this step. I did that so many times. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember one time telling, it was like so packed with people. I remember texting you and being like, I'm on this packed train and I have to I have to fart so bad. And you were just like, just do it. No one will know it's you. <laughs> no one would know. They'll yeah, never know, know where it came from. <laughs> and I tried and I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, you can't try too hard or you'll end up shitting your exactly. pants. And then everyone will know that it was you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, um, And I think that's just about it. Although I did think, I, I was kind of like, where are they pulling these this big box of this pizza box and a can of yams and a bag of peanuts? They didn't have where were they hiding those? <laughs> I know, a can of yams. I know why. <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I got. Well, I 
not that I want to get into it, but, you know, of course, the question of Luann's dad does come up. Mm-hmm. She, he's out off of his oil rig on a one-day pass, but mm-hmm. we do find out later that he's not on an oil rig. Right. He's somewhere else. He's in prison. He's in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was wondering how they were going to reckon with that, but I just wanted to kind of touch on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few, I feel like, kind of classic lines in this episode. Uh, one is when the Gribbles are driving John Redcorn to the airport and Dale turns to John Redcorn. He's like, hey, do your people even celebrate Thanksgiving? And John Redcorn says, we did once. Oh, oh God. That is a classic uh, mm-hmm. line. Um, another classic line by Peggy. The day before Thanksgiving, in my opinion, is the busiest travel day of the year. <laughs> another one that I feel like is pretty classic also is uh they're at the gate waiting to get on their plane when they first get to the airport and Luann goes up to Hank and she's like Uncle Hank a man just asked me if I wanted to join the Mile High Club could you get me an application and then Hank is just like well I would think they would have them on the plane Luann like (laughs) neither of them gets it (laughs) um so those are, I feel like, just some really standout quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like talking about how early Hank left for the airport. I do like that Khan kind of makes fun of him for it. Uh, Khan sees him at the airport once they get there, and he's like, Hey, Hank Hill, I saw you leave your house at 10 a.m. We left five hours later, and you're still waiting, you dumb redneck. And then... <laughs> I like like I was just like thank you for saying that and then I love Hank's response he's just like okay happy Thanksgiving and then comes like oh yeah, yeah you too yeah I know <laughs> oh yeah hey thanks you too <laughs> um I like once they get on once they get on the plane the next day after they've spent the night there um Luann gets to be bumped up to first class because she has a ticket where you know she paid full fare for her ticket and i guess she was able to be bumped up to first class for whatever reason so she's on the everyone's on the plane waiting i think it's before the turkey gets blown up and yeah it has to be and she's in first class and she's just like you know wow first class is awesome how amazing and she turns and she sees a curtain separating first class and coach and she asks the flight attendant that curtain over there what is it for and the flight attendant says it separates first class from coach and Luann says I'd like that closed and then just goes to sleep looking angry and smug (laughs) she gets right into the role of being in first class and then the last quote I wrote down was once everyone comes together at the end at the empty food court you know, Boomhauer kind of walks up, Con, Min, Connie show up, Dale, Joseph, John Redcorn and Nancy kind of show up at the same time, but John Redcorn's trying to play it off and he says, oh, Nancy, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. And then just to like keep up appearances, he turns to Dale and he's like, oh, Dale, I was looking for you as well. 
<laughs> and I just thought that was an awesome John Redcorn line. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, Amy, do we have a listener comment song for this week? Yes, we do. We do. Yes, we do. All right. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, we've got a listener comment song. We actually have like two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Great job, everyone. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Let's see. I'm. So this one is from Lance D. Hey. Okay. Lance. Oh, and they say AKA Fruit Pie Fan from our Instagram. Excellent. So Lance also has, he says, um, if you can use it, here's a listener comments, quote unquote, song for the Happy Thanksgiving episode. It's an airline themed promo. I'm the same person who did the listener comments song that was like a monster truck commercial a few months back. That was great. Yes, indeed. All right. So are you ready? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's hopefully, hopefully I can... (laughs) Bump it up. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. Thank you for choosing Hoya Podcast. Today's trip to Happy Thanksgiving listener comments may include terrible airline stories, exploding turkeys, and uncles named Bill, Stan, or Stu. Now, an update from your captain. Uh, looks like we should have smooth listening for you folks today. Uh, be sure to tip your hosts, Amy and Jackie, via Patreon. Uh, and now you'll be listening for the rest of your life. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) The the captain was incredible! Thank you, Lance. Oh my God, that's that was awesome, Lance. That's exactly what they sound like every single time. They could be talking about that you're going to be flying through a tornado and a hurricane, and they're going to be in the same monotone pitch the entire time, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> the, there's a tornado if you look out the right window and buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride, and we'll try to keep it as smooth as possible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They always throw something on at the end that you just can't understand. <laughs> He's just mumbling like, where's my drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Lance. That was wonderful. Oh, man, that was good. Thank you. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, people. Get those listener comment songs in. That's right. Now let's get to the listener comments, huh? Yes. All right. Let's see. Uh, so right off the bat, I see one from Kathy to Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> and it, yes. <laughs> and all it says was, I was sleepy. I was sleepy. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was sleepy. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I love it. DJ Pop K Pop says from Bill, what can I bring this year, Hank? Straws? 
Nomiomio uh, says, the lack of sincerity from John Redcorn. Oh, Dale, I searched for you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I love, um, right, you know, same exact scene. Uh, Five star man says, the only thing that kept me going was my will to smoke again. Dale, after being rescued, not his wife, (laughs) not his child. But to have one more cigarette. (laughs) Ryan film lover says, screw airports. I can't think of a quote. Fuck airports. (laughs) (laughs) That's the headline for this episode. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Uh, Shmoo Parcher says from Bobby, what happens when he gets to three? Peggy says, oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got one right on top of each other. Three. Three. Becca Thunderdome, ZJ Morshpiv, and Alexandra underscore McKen. Uh, somebody says, I'm sorry, Admiral. There's no smoking in the terminal building. And then you're not sorry. And I'm not an admiral. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse and Embers. Uh, it says in parentheses, parentheses, it says in parentheses, panting, <sighs> cookies. <laughs> Nurse and Embers also says, I could see Amy and Jackie trying to sneak into an airline's VIP lounge. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's impossible. It is. <laughs> it is. ZJ Morschuspiva. Unless I'm horribly mispronouncing something very simple, which is possible. Um, ZJ Morschipova said, uh, quote by Bill, I said Stan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that quote. uh, Bill's uncle's name keeps changing. And then when he drops him off at the airport or something, then Bobby's like, oh, you know, I hope you have a good weekend with your uncle Stan or Steve or whatever. And, or Bill says something like, I have to go pick up my uncle Stan or Steve. And then like, Bobby's like, I thought his name was Stan. And then what does Bill say? Like, fine, you win. Yeah. Hank, Hank's like, I thought you said Stu or something. He's like, fine, Hank, you win (laughs) uncle Stu. (laughs) He's like very clearly like, you know I'm lying, and I know you know I'm lying, so please stop pointing it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Box office poison says, margarine. <laughs> A nice follow-up to that. No mio mio. Which I have made every year since 1976 until I die. Inclusive. Inclusive. Essay <laughs> Danio says... We're going to do it your way, Peggy, the dirty way. Oh. (laughs) I love this. I don't know why I never wrote down this quote, but um, some tribe says, Peggy, I think that's Tom Ganaway. (laughs) Just because Hank watches some random guy get called over the intercom and he gets up and he's so excited to be like, that's him. That's the guy. (laughs) I know. I never noticed that before either. I know. I was sleepy. (laughs) I know. Catherine Moore asks, why didn't Hank just deep fry the turkey there? 
who knows? I wondered that as well, but then I thought, well, maybe he would have to buy a deep fryer and I don't know how expensive those are. Well, yeah, he'd probably have to buy the smoker. He'd have to buy the propane. And I could imagine him not trusting somebody else's propane over his own. Hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he's Yeah, I'm sure he's a propane purist. Yes, he is. He knows that Strickland's gas is the gassiest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Arbitrary and Delicious says, Hank's Thanksgiving ritual includes eating dessert to home alone. I am so wet. (laughs) (laughs) Another quote uh, from Nomiomio, that guy shouting, you're an ass, to that (laughs) gate announcer. (laughs) Uh, And the last one from me by the Mitten Patel. You would think, wait. The Mitten Patel. I mean, I might be saying that wrong. The Might and Patel. Anyway, hmm. the Might and Pate. Oh, okay. You would think <laughs> Hank is so rule abiding, he would have known you can't bring propane on a plane. I know. Seriously. He acts like it's a person. <laughs> Truly. Like it's his baby that you're putting in a locker. <laughs> and my last one is M. Mazias says, Hank not buying Luann's ticket with the family tickets. Where does he think she gets money? Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. She famously has no money. <laughs> Very famously. Has asked him for money many, many times already. Well, those were great. We also asked everyone to share uh, their nightmare airport airplane stories mm. slash times they were fooled by a sticker <laughs> I, forgot <about> that. <laughs> I forgot about the sticker oh god uh. <laughs> so i'm going into there now the first one that popped up is from katherine moore who says i was flying home for christmas flight got canceled and my dad called to tell me my uncle died oh god that's terrible. Fuck. Right off the bat with a terrible. Oh, <laughs> damn. Sorry, girl. Um, We got an email, too. We got one from Sean R. Arbitrary and delicious. And it says uh, a flying nightmare story. Years ago, my family went to California for a vacation. It was nice enough, but everyone kept joking that I was the travel jinx because weird stuff would happen around me. Like the waiters in every restaurant tripped as they passed me, or my tickets had weird errors. On the flight back to New York City, we noticed we should have landed forever ago, that we seemed to be circling the airport a la Die Hard 2, and there were ambulances all over the tarmac. Suddenly, the pilot comes on the speaker and says that they can't get the landing gear to come out, uh, so they don't know what they're supposed to do at the moment. My entire family leans over and glares at me because apparently it was my fault. (laughs) It's okay. We landed eventually without a problem, but I continued to be a legit travel jinx for years after on trains and buses. (laughs) Oh my God. You and me both, my friend. If I heard a pilot say that our landing gear wasn't coming down and I don't know what to do, I just immediately panic and open the emergency exit. (laughs) No, don't say, don't mention a problem, then say, we don't know what to do about it. I know. 
Um, here's a short one from Colin Hears Meyer. Colin Hear Colin Hear Meyer. Cross country flight next to a person and a small dog wearing a diaper. The smells. And then they have another one that says dog flight person again. They got up twice an hour to change the diaper and I was the aisle seat. Oh my God. That would make me hate all dogs. I would be so furious. Yes. Oh, on an airplane? And it's such Mm -hmm. a small confined area? And dog poo smells so bad. And it's so intense. It's so, like, in your face. There's no getting rid of that poop smell once it's there. God. Oh, oh, I would. I hope you complained and got, like, free tickets for life because I would have raised such hell. I would have been a total asshole about it. Absolutely. I would have insisted on another seat. At the very least. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the Abby Yo says, my first ever flight was to see a guy I had started dating in college in his home state. He dumped me on the last day of the trip and drove me back to the airport in silence. Oh, you poor thing. What's his what's his Instagram? Give us his Instagram. We just want we'll just we'll just talk to him for a little bit. Yeah, message it to us, and then we'll blast it. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly underscore Lasolo says, My flight Frankfurt to JFK, Ukrainian old couple next to me, undressed satin undies. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. People are so... Just socially inept. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe that's standard. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. Get maybe your that's, underwear. Maybe that's uh, not that big of a deal there. Maybe that's just. Yeah. Maybe that's polite, you know. <laughs> that's that's good point. Good point. Nurse and Ember says, I once missed a flight because I was too engulfed by the burrito I got in the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> And they say, I remember getting to the gate too soon before takeoff and they wouldn't let me on. (laughs) So they went to get a burrito. And then. (laughs) A.K.A. Miguel Sanchez says, immigrated to the U.S. via airplane in 1990, filled up three sickness bags with vomit before we landed. Oh, God. Have you ever thrown up on a flight? No, I've never thrown up on a flight. I kind of did once and it just. It was a short flight from Boston to New York to see my dad for the holidays. And it was so turbulent. Oh, boy. I mean, we were we must have been the last flight to take off before they canceled all the other flights. It was just from the time we took off to the time we landed, it was it would not stop shaking. And I actually kind of like turbulence because I feel like it rocks me to sleep. But this was just like up and violently dropped down and up and left and right. And I started to get that feeling. You know that feeling right before you throw up where you have to start like swallowing and you're just like, I'm okay. I'm I'm fine. And like then I started sweating and Mm -hmm. I grabbed that bag and I just like started dry heaving into it. And really nothing, not really anything came out, but 
that was the first time that's ever happened to me. I never, yeah, that was completely understandable. That that violent drop on an airplane? Get the fuck out of here. On a roller coaster all day, every day, give me more. But on an airplane, I would rather just <laughs> be dead. I don't, I can't handle that feeling. What an awful feeling to be sick on an airplane. <sighs> Crimes Universe says, 2016, flying Denver to Atlanta, wanted to bring back three edibles, but got anxious right before security, so I dipped into the personal phone slash computer desk booth and chowed down on all three. (gasps) (laughs) That 12 a.m. flight was the best slash worst I ever had, regardless if I remember the flight or not. (laughs) (laughs) Good grief. That sounds like a brutal trip. Yes. All right. So those were some terrible, but great airplane stories. Airplane stories. Thank you, everyone, for your contributions. And let's all hope that when... Yeah, and let's all hope that when we can fly again, everything is perfectly smooth. There's no turbulence. There's plenty of tampons wherever you get stuck. Um, Mm. No no throw-ups. No turkeys exploded into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. And everything's just great and your pilot isn't hammered. No diapers. No diapers. Mm-mm. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. One can dream. <laughs> One can dream. Probably not, but... <laughs> yeah. I did hear uh, one fun fact. I heard that on most flights, there's at least one dead body being transferred i've heard that too at least something to think about just yeah i just got a little knock around in your noodle yeah (laughs) maybe go and find it it'll be like a scavenger hunt yeah yeah find a dog wearing a diaper a dead body (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh a snarky flight attendant a drunk pilot and a bag full of throw up Mm mm-hmm and then you win. And then you win. World's worst flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we start complaining now? Yeah, I would love to start complaining. Okay, I'll make this quick. All I want to say is uh, I have, oh my God, the airport is such a nightmare. I have two stories mm-hmm. that I wanted to highlight that reminded me of this episode. One was uh i will and i got we were flying spirit of course and we got Mm. trapped at the airport in orlando uh because of weather or whatever um the flight was delayed 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 hours and hours later and then finally it was canceled so spirit says don't worry we're gonna have you on the first flight the next day meanwhile we have a bus waiting outside for all of you get on that bus we will take you to a hotel and you will have a hotel room and then it'll pick you up we'll bring you back the next day and I remember saying wow you know what this totally changes how I feel about spirit (laughs) completely Mm -hmm. we get on the bus and we get to the hotel only to find out that the hotel is full none of us can get a room so we get back on the bus go back to the airport and everyone on our flight ends up sitting at the gate until about three in the morning 
And then they're just like, all right, here's a voucher for a motel. And here's a voucher for a cab. And we were like, all right, we get in the cu- the cab. The motel is like a half hour away. We have oh enough God. time to sleep for two hours until we have to get back so we can go through security again. Oh. That was a nightmare. But I did literally get stuck at Dallas, Fort Worth overnight one time. Oh, my God. We got on a flight going to... I think it was to uh, the Raleigh airport in North Carolina. (laughs) It was spirit. (laughs) That flight had a connecting flight going to Portland where I lived at the time. But surprise, our flight left late. So we missed our connecting flight. And then the genius at the gate there said, don't worry, I'm going to put you on this flight going to Dallas, Fort Worth. And from there, you'll be able to get another flight. And we were like, great. Put us on it. Well, the flight in North Carolina leaves late. And so when we land in Dallas-Fort Worth, we've missed our flight again. We go to the gate. And you know what they say to us? You should really get here earlier so you don't miss your flight. And we said, well, you know, that's not it left late. There's literally nothing we can control here literally nothing you could have done nothing to control here what could i do differently there's nothing what are our options and they said there's a flight leaving tomorrow if there's space we'll put you on it like if okay if also what the fuck are we supposed to do now and they said we don't know (laughs) and they left and we were trapped in the Dallas airport overnight. Oh, I unexpectedly got my period. Oh my god. All of the stores were closed. I couldn't buy any <gasps> food. I couldn't buy any tampons. I couldn't buy any pads. I couldn't buy any Advil. Oh. Finally, I like shelled out $400 for a hotel room in the hotel that was in the airport. Oh, just yeah. Just so I could my thinking was, I just need to shower because I'm covered in blood. Uh huh. And I need to get a tampon. And I <laughs> so I pay four hundred dollars. And they don't even have tampons at this hotel. How dare they? How dare they? No tam. I go to the front desk. I'm just like, is there a ta- no? No tampons. I was able to get two because the ladies that worked there went into their purses and gave me tampons. That feeling of not having a tampon or a pad or something and all of a sudden you get your period. It is like, it, it is just such a overwhelmingly terrifying I don't thing. have a it's change like, of underwear. I don't have a change of pants. I just have to shower and put this shit back on. And then, oh. but then the next day we're getting on the plane and there is, I have a Luann moment where they're just like, we only have one seat available and it's in first class, and they call Will's name. <laughs> They're like, is there a Will, you know, Roberts here? And he walks up to the gate, and he turns and looks at me, and he's just like, can my girlfriend have that seat? Oh, oh thank God, God you did that, Will. I'm covered in blood, sleep-deprived, 
like just so nasty and oh, I get on this plane Will. and it's first class but I immediately passed out I don't remember like I wasn't awake yeah. for any of it um yeah. but those are just like I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg but motherfucking spirit airlines terrible terrible awful awful oh God. that is <laughs> that is such an horrible experience holy shit crazy how bad it is and then and then meanwhile my mom is just like i don't understand why you're not wearing like your nice jewelry and like heels or something it's like <laughs> what you-, you don't understand it's like going into the hunger games i have to wear like, <laughs> the most comfortable i always put like two extra pairs of underwear in like one of my fanny packs now i was gonna say just wear a pad every time you go every- to the airport i just, just put a tampon in, in just to be safe just to be safe <laughs> No surprises. No. See, you gotta have those street me. smarts. You're now not I gonna know. get me again, spirit. <laughs> not this time. They <laughs> always have something new, but it makes me stronger. Anyway. <laughs> and I was trying to think, I was like, I guess I haven't had that many terrible experiences, but that's not true. I don't know why I thought that. Um <laughs> I remember one time, Jackie, it was I was actually with Marina, we were flying out to Vegas to meet you and your mom. Your mom generously bought us first class tickets to go to Vegas and to see Elton. We were going to see Elton John. And oh my God. So Marina and I were like, hell yeah, live in luxury. We get on the plane and of course it's delayed. It's delayed. So it takes off late. And we had, uh, and we were flying into the Atlanta airport, which if anybody has, a lot of people have been to the Atlanta airport because it's fucking massive. Oh, it's so big. But anytime you have a connecting flight, I feel like it's guaranteed you get only 45 minutes. There's never longer than 45 minutes, which, or it's five hours because I've had that happen too. I always do the five hour one and then I just go get like a pedicure. Absolutely. Because you're not going to make, if it's less than an hour, you're not going to make it. Uh, So, which is exactly what happened. And whenever you fly into Atlanta, your airplane that gets in is going to be at the furthest possible terminal from the one that you need to get to. It's going to be at the absolute opposite fucking end. Guaranteed. (laughs) Which is exactly what happened to us. So we had like maybe 10, 15 minutes to get to the absolute opposite side. And I'm not in the best of shape. (laughs) And Marina and I are running through this entire airport. We're on, we're getting on different buses to get to the other side. We have to literally climb up a broken escalator, which I I, I don't know. That was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I had to push an old lady out of my way because she wasn't, I was like, excuse me, excuse me. And she wasn't moving. So I just straight up shoved her against the side of the (laughs) the escalator. It's that street smarts. I'm telling you, these are the things you have to do. Well, so we we're doing this. We're fucking hoofing it. I am bright red. I am breathing as if I'm going to pass out. Eventually, we, we get close to the gate and I'm like, Marina, just fucking run and tell them to wait for me because I will be there in like two minutes. But there, I am I'm running out of gas here. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets up there and they had literally just closed the door and they're like, we can't open it. We're like, no, <laughs> we're going to miss Elton John because of you. But they ended up getting us on another flight. 
And I was like, but it better be first class because we paid for first class. No, we didn't. Damn right. (laughs) But we did get our first class and we got there just in time to see Elton John. And it was a magical trip. But that was like one of the worst things. I had that happen again with the Atlanta airport. Thank God I made it in time. But I was literally they were about to close the door. And I was like, no, you're not. No, you're not closing that door. Let me in. They will not open it. And and of course the the plane that I was getting on it you know because it, it was like a little small one that's going from Gainesville or Atlanta to Gainesville so they're tiny planes they're not big ass jumbo jets so I'm like trying to squeeze my body through the aisle and I'm just smashing everyone as I'm because I'm the last person and of course my seat's at the very back of the plane of and I'm just hitting people with all of my bags all of my body just smashing it sorry sorry i'm sorry 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 (laughs) they design it that way they load everyone in the front on first so you have to feel uncomfortable walking by them Uh, it was just a just a nightmare just nightmare times i've had the the one with all the people eating cheese and farting uncontrollably i was so hung over it was (laughs) the worst and then a guy he must have ate some sort of meal he was back and forth to the bathroom and every single time he came back and forth from the bathroom he farted and crop dusted me and it smelled so bad and i was like go back in there and don't come out until you're done (laughs) until you're fully fully done (laughs) i was like i'm gonna i am gonna rip your khakis off and just i don't know spank you You naughty, naughty boy. You're so naughty. Now go wipe better. <laughs> I, I will say a little tip. I've been on many flights and I would get bored. So I would just go into the bathroom and just like poke around and see what I could find. And there's always, <laughs> there is always a hidden compartment with tampons and pads. So I always take all of them except for one. <laughs> just in case just, just to be nice case to be nice talk about airport street smarts oh yeah <laughs> i'm like i paid so much money for this ticket i'm getting my money's worth <laughs> all the tampons i can eat uh, i'm telling you i did like have the doors closed i got to the airport like four hours early one time because i got a ride with someone that was going like earlier and I sat at my gate for four hours and then they were loading. People were like getting onto the plane and I, standing next to the door, I like called my mom just to say like, hey, I'm getting on this plane, blah, blah, blah. And I got off the phone. I turned around and the door was shut. <laughs> no one called my name. I'm And I'm like standing there and I'm like looking at the plane outside and I'm just like, hey, that's my plane. I need to get on it. And they're just like, sorry you should have gotten here earlier and i was like i got here for i got here for <laughs> me they're just like it, it, the door's closed you missed your flight so they sent me to this like little telephone pod where i like picked it up and i was just like i picked up a telephone and i was like hello and they're just like hello and it was like an operator for the airline and i explained my situation and they're like i do have a flight leaving in it an hour I can put you on that. And I was like, that would be great. And they were just like, okay, it's going to be $800. (laughs) And I, little tip to everyone, I immediately started crying. Yes. And I told them that my grandma died. And I got that flight for free. Yeah. (laughs) 
I've done that too. If I, I've had to cancel a flight and to get my money back, I was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cry. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it worked like a charm. It was crazy. The guy was just like, where was, okay, I'm so sorry. If you could just tell me where the funeral was or like what happened. And I was literally just like, I can't remember the name, but it was across the street from a gas station. I gave like <laughs> no oh details. God, so depressing. <laughs> no details whatsoever. And I was on hold for like three minutes. And when the guy came back, he was just like, Jackie, I got you a flight on this like flight coming up. You get on it. There's a seat for you. And I'm so sorry. And I got onto the plane shaking. And the second they closed the door, I passed out. So a little tip to everyone. Yep. And, you know, and I didn't feel bad about saying my, you know, my grandma had died because all of my grandmas were already dead. So my my grandma was alive at the time, but she told me I made the right choice. (laughs) $800. I I didn't have that. What was I going to do? Just like never go home? Yeah, I know. I know. I I absolutely, if that, if you were my granddaughter, I'd be like, brilliant. You're so smart. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh should we get into trivia we should but if you remember i don't have any because you already knew my first one (laughs) it's been days amy i know i'm just kidding way too busy to even consider coming up with another trivia question (laughs) all right well i'll read mine i think two of them might have been knocked out already anyway so let me see it's it's very likely i won't remember anyway perfect okay Amy. Yes. Hold on. I want to see your face while I read these to you. (laughs) Amy. Yes. Where does Boomhauer's mom live? Okay. I know it's in Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. And my first, my first guess is Palm Bay, but I know it's not Palm Bay. Mm Mm-mm. Palm Beach. West Palm nope. Beach. Fuck. Myrtle Beach. Nope. Um. Um. Hollywood. No. Okay, I give up. Miami Beach. Miami. Well, oh god, dang it! <laughs> I thought that was too <laughs> obvious. I was like, that's way too obvious. <laughs> Amy. Yes. What separates us from the animals? Our ability to cut ahead in line. Yes. <laughs> I love that line from Peggy. <laughs> I think this this one was already answered, but maybe you don't remember it. Fingers crossed. Okay. Amy. Yes. What year did Peggy start making her apple brown Betty? 1976. Through her yes. death. Inclusive. <laughs> Inclusive. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And last oh, last question. Okay. Amy. Mm-hmm. Who is Ted T Ganaway? <laughs> a pass he's a, is he just a passenger or is he a famous person? Neither, but both maybe. <laughs> See, that's why at first I thought I thought, "Oh, wow, they must have had a famous person cuz like Hank seems excited about it, but I think but I think it's funnier to think that he's just some guy that they heard over the loudspeaker. <laughs> well, I can tell you who he is. Ah! 
Ted T. Ganaway is a presidential fringe candidate who appears only in the perils of polling. <gasps> he's the guy that they run into at the fair oh. who is, um, he's a fringe candidate. And let's see, they're kind of trying to ignore him. Let's see what we're, uh, he introduces himself to Hank and explains that he's running for president. Hank, in uninterested politely explains that he and his wife peggy are committed to voting for george w bush um and even if they weren't voting for him there were five candidates ahead of him uh he and he says um that governor bush and vice president al gore they want you to focus on ted t ganaway's hit and run conviction and (laughs) not his 16 point plan for america God, that's right. The second you said fringe candidate, I immediately remembered that episode. Oh, man. Yeah. Because he's not the socialist one that Luann, like, initially likes, but he's just, like, the one the one fringe one who has a bunch of hit and run convictions. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's, that's who that is, wow. <laughs> which is so funny that they referenced that. I know. And, um... And last, what's the next episode? Not in my backhoe. Not in my backhoe. I don't know who you think you are, but not in mine. Not in my backhoe. Not even close to it. Back Mm -mm. up. Ho. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my back, comma, ho. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So uh, this is this is kind of a we have a guest star this episode but it's not somebody who's blending into the background or is judge number three it's actually the story kind of revolves around the guest star which is um drew carey that's right for the next episode, basically playing himself yes I, I possibly his long possibly hank's long lost brother yes i that's the theory that i subscribe to the most I can see it. I can see it. Very, very much so. Very much mm-hmm. so. I, you know, I just like this one because I like whenever the guys get drunk, like truly drunk. And there's just one little scene with Dale and Bill in it that I really love. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know. I just, it's interesting. It's hard to make friends as an adult and it's hard mm. to introduce new friends to your old friends. Mm-hmm. So it's, kind of a relatable episode but uh if you've ever found out that your father had another secret family write in let us know oh wow juicy yeah yeah please if you have any like juicy gossip at all that's not related you can share that with us too wow i'd love to have a gossip corner we love the hot goss Mm -hmm. always always but that's about (laughs) it anything else amy (laughs) That's it. That's all we got. Um, well, just due to my moving situation, uh, the following week, we will not be releasing a new episode. We might possibly re-release an old one, but for right now, we won't have a new one, but then we will be back on schedule. Schedule. So bear with us as uh, we go through this transition, but Amy will finally be living where I'm living, and hopefully we can finally start working on choreographed dances um 
Yes. And things of that nature. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm terrified. My protection. I'm sure it'll be mostly arm stuff. Away. Our feet will barely move. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Maybe we could learn the choreography to um, uh, Rhythm Nation. Okay. It's just shoulders. Perfect. <laughs> We're a part of the rhythm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Kathy and Jimmy for leaving a listener comment. Yep. Thank you for every to everyone else for leaving comments and listening and joining us every week. Uh, please leave us five stars, uh, five star review on iTunes. Call us, email us, and send us your gossip if you're so inclined. Yes, please. And that's it. And until next time. Via Comios. Bye, 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 bye. I'll just play Rhythm Nation on the way out. Because <laughs> why the hell not? That always makes me think of Rhythm is a Dancer. Rhythm, rhythm is a Dancer. I know it's not the right one. There's a nitty piri piri. Lift your hands and voices. Anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Here's a <laughs> Well, you can feel it in the air. Five, four, three, two, one.